Hair dye. They destroy our float tanks. They shut us down. What do we do? How do we prevent it? Swim caps. Uh, apparently a white towel test. Let's let's talk with Kim and our guest host tonight, Kat Roberts. Fantastic in-depth episode about hair dye. Cannot wait for you guys to listen to this one. I'm <laughs> really excited about it. Of course, I want to give a big shout out to our sponsor first, Helmbot. Thank you so much for supporting the show. And um, not only are they our sponsor, but we truly believe in Helmbot. It's the, the easiest ad read ever because Helm is the software built from the ground up specifically so that you're able to run your float center. You're able to keep all your metrics of uh, your water temperature, how much hydrogen peroxide is in there, if that's what you're using. I mean, any metrics you want, you can customize it too. Um, and also employee scheduling, customer scheduling, everything you could possibly want is built into this including um, the ongoing logbook that for a few years we weren't doing a good job of. Well, we've brought that back up. And now this connection that goes on throughout the shifts and understanding why maybe something wasn't done uh, because there was something else going on with another customer um, creates this emotional connectivity that makes the shop run smoother. And I love it. We love Helmbot. Don't take my word for it. Schedule a free tour. Have them walk you through everything it can do for you. And, <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm going to say, grab life by the helm. I am so sorry. That is not their ad, but I keep saying it. Um, Helmbot.com uh, <laughs> is where you want to go. Schedule a free tour and uh, see if it's right for you. All right, let's uh, let's start the show. Welcome back to another episode of Art of the Float, where float centers thrive. My name is Dylan, and I own the float shop in Portland, Oregon, with my lovely, beautiful, intelligent wife, Sandra. <laughs> hey, everybody, it's Kim Hannon. I co-own Sukino Float Center in Salt Cave in southern Indiana with my husband, Graham. Who's beautiful and intelligent as well. Yes. And we have a guest. Uh, <laughs> we have a guest host on tonight. Would you please introduce yourself? Sure. It's Kat Roberts, and I'm in Canada, Fredericton, New Brunswick, uh, to be precise. And I own Surface Float uh, by myself. Yeah. Ooh, nice. So, <laughs> so <learned. Yeah. laughs> nice. Welcome, Kat. Thank you so much for, for being on the podcast tonight. No problem. Um, we have a very specific thing we want to talk about. And it, today's a little bit of a mini episode. We'll be a little bit shorter than usual. Um, but we're going to be talking about hair dye in our float tanks. It popped up in the float collective, as it seems to throughout the year. This is a topic that comes up. And um, Kat is a self-proclaimed <laughs> expert on hair dye. So we figured we'd, <laughs> we'd bring in the expert and, and talk about it. Um, I know Kim has some strong ideas. I have. I used to have... Um, what I thought was a good plan for hair dye, and that has since um, been proven false. And and so maybe I'll share that as well. But um, I think we, we've got to get ourselves on this one. I don't know if more people are dyeing their hair, if it's like more fashionable or what, but um, it seems to be a problem that is increasing uh, rather than flatline or decreasing. So, um, you know, but before we get to that, I do just want to ask, how many float tanks do you have, Kat? We have and four. Yes. You do? Wow. That's... Yeah. That's quite the operation. Um, do you have employee? Uh, you said we. I assume you have a team that you're. Yeah, we have a we have a with. good crew. There's uh, between the massage therapist and the float staff. We have uh, 10, 11 people on staff. Wow. Yeah. All right. Nice. Wow. That's that's quite the operation. Yeah. Nice. Congratulations. How long have you been open for? Uh, three years. Yeah. It'll, oh, sweet. It'll be okay. Three that- years uh, this spring. So almost three years. 
Does that feel like things are running, maybe not smoothly, but you have a mental grip on operations? <laughs> Definitely, especially because we opened during the pandemic. So it was uh, a rough start. And now we feel like we're kind of, oh, this is what it was meant to be like. Like if we had opened during, you know, normal times. <laughs> yeah. Right. Wow. Yeah, that's quite the crucible to, to start out in, my goodness. Um, I do just also want to make a quick note that Kat is kind enough to join us from the airport. <laughs> She's about to get on an airplane, yes. but she was willing to to join us and, and talk about this. So I appreciate that. And it, there will also be a little bit of background noise coming from her from her microphone. Yeah, sorry guys. Um, just as an FYI, no need to no need to apologize. We're grateful that you're here. Really, thank you. Um, so I will just say, um, probably since mine was the least um, restrictive, is basically, I think um, it was uh, two weeks. I don't even think we said three weeks, um, but maybe it started out as two and then bumped up to three weeks for hair dye. Um, and just saying, yeah, if it's past that point, um, you know, if you're not seeing color um, in the wash come out, then then you're good. Um, as it turns out, people don't necessarily see the color in the shower, um, so they're not the best judges of that. And while... I'm a huge fan of hooking up a sub pump to a hose and putting an RV filter to the end of that hose and running that <clears throat> to filter. That's a very, very, very low flow rate from what we're used to of our spin cycle, spin cycle, we washing machines, the, the, uh, what, what do they call that again? The, um, basically how, yeah. And the, um, amount of water getting through so that essentially the entire body of water would run through that three times over. Um, we're used to that being done in 10, 15 minutes and, um, with an RV pump, that's like an overnight project. And if it, if the water looks bad enough, um, then, um, you know, you're still canceling floats that day. And, uh, we had a hair dye incident recently that was so bad and it was so gross because it looked, I don't even want to say it, but like it was, um, it, it looked like something horrible had happened yes. <laughs> in the water and uh, um, it was just honestly just like blood red. So it was kind of spooky looking and our float tank is, has blue uh, fiberglass. And I think that just enhanced the the depth of the color, the richness of the blood look. So that was pretty disgusting. But uh, so we couldn't float people in it. And I actually ended up buying another sub pump and another RV filter. By the way, pro tip, I just want to get this out of the way. If you are doing this method, um, RV filters just have charcoal in them. So it can um, you can have drinkable water when you're traveling, but also it get, grabs the hair dye out of there as well. Um, bleed it first. And by that, I mean just run your sub pump in some tap water, in a bucket of tap water, and um, let the RV uh, filter run. You'll just see black water come out for a little while, for a little while, minutes for sure. Um, even though you're urgently trying to get your float tank clean, give it time for that to, to bleed out, um, before you run that in your float tank or else you're going to be coloring your, your float tank even more. Um, but yeah, I grabbed a second sub, sub pump and a second RV filter and ran them both overnight and there was almost no visual difference whatsoever. And that's when Sandra and I had to have the conversation with our manager, Abe, about, um, do we do we change our policy here? And we have since then, uh, based off your guys' feedback. So I'd, I'd love to, um, actually, uh, Kat, if I can hand it to you first, um, what's your experience with hair dye and what have, what conclusions have you come to? So in the first three months of us being open, we also had a hair dye policy, which I thought was pretty good based on what was in the collective and having no experience myself yet with this. I thought, okay, we've got it covered. But we had a client come. She had a hat on. Didn't tell us she had hair dye. 
uh, floated and stained the water purple, dark, dark purple. So she came out of the float kind of mortified, embarrassed, and and very defensive (laughs) too, right? Because she she knew that we did have a policy around it. And I wasn't there because it was the evening float. So I got called in and I went in and looked at the tank and went, oh, crap. So I did have a little bit of know-how in what to try. So I added a lot of hydrogen peroxide, ran the filter. We tried the the RV filter with the carbon that didn't do anything. So after four hours of us trying to kind of determine, are we going to keep this water or not? I mean, we could have tried to do it overnight, but we had a full day the next day. And mm-hmm. do, you do gamble? we gamble? Yeah. Our tank was up for, I think we were planning to do like a, a water turnover anyways soon, if I remember correctly. So I just said, let's just call it. And we'll have time. If we start right now, we'll have time to get the new salt and get the water in, clean the fiberglass and any remaining stains. Because the purple dyed the like a big purple ring around the water line uh, as well. Of course. Sure. And mm-hmm. it was a big job. Like I left the float center at 5 a.m. Like, you know, because oh, wow. you have to Oof. break up the salt and look, leave it to a point where you yeah. can just let the pump finish. But... It was a sure. lot. And hashtag float yeah, life. Sal- the salty <laughs> life. Business owner life. <laughs> yep. In the end, this client wasn't going to be able to pay our water replacement fee. Like, there was no way. Um, how, how did that conversation, like, how did you come so to that conclusion? It's interesting. I, I said to her, you know, our policy is very clear in the waiver that you signed that you, you know, you will be charged. I think it was um, $12.50. Uh, you know, at the time. And she said, well, this was a gift card. Like I, I think it was a gift card. Like I didn't even buy this float for myself. And you know, your, your form said eight weeks. I think it was not eight weeks. Like for that much hair dye to still be in the hair, it probably was early, but she did get very defensive. And that's something they could dispute. Exactly. Exactly. And so I decided not to turn it into a fight and yeah. I just said, if you pay for the hours that it costs me to oh, have staff stay, because it was me and, and another person um, that ended up staying to get the tank up yeah. and running again. Like if you pay for, you know, their wages and the, and the overtime, then we'll like, that's where I'm willing to meet you. And, and she agreed cool. to that. So she paid, she did pay some, but we didn't get, you know, our full water and salt replacement amounts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so of course, right? Yeah. Since then, I I asked a bunch of hairstylists about hair dye. And I said, okay, what is it in the different hair dyes? Like, why are some hair dyes okay and others aren't? And mm. so I got like a lesson in hair dyes. I, I have ADHD, so I hyper-focus. And so I dedicated like a few weeks of like learning about hair dye. <laughs> And, All right, uh, you are the well, expert. Okay, I don't wow. I, I, that, I said that as a joke, kind of. <laughs> I, I did <laughs> learn a lot about it. Um, so <laughs> the rainbow colors, like the the reds and oranges, you know, yellow, green, blue, purple, pinks. The color molecule is too large, so it doesn't actually get absorbed into the hair follicle. Mm. 
it just kind of wraps around the hair follicle. And so that's why it's so unstable. And anything that is like a, considered like a, a color stripping agent or like a cleaning agent will pull that color right out or right mm. off the hair. Mm-hmm. Um, and Epsom salt is used by hairstylists in some situations to remove or strip color off of hair. So Perfect. they were like, Perfect. yeah, no wonders your, your water got so much color in it because they're literally yeah. soaking for over an hour in Epsom salt, right? Um, and so the, the smaller color molecules in the permanent hair dyes, like the blondes, the browns, the blacks, caramels, and even some red, like the darker red colors, those are small enough to actually get absorbed into the hair follicle and they're stable. Like they'll stay in the hair after a certain period of time. And after a couple washes, once you remove the residue, that's like on the outer part of the hair follicle. So that's why our policy is a week if you have these types of hair dyes and any other okay. hair dyes, you either come to do a test so that we can check with actual Epsom salt solution, not just water at home in the shower because the water at home might not be, it doesn't have a stripping chemical in it, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so then that's what we call our white towel test where you come and check and we check your, your hair. And, and what is that white towel? Like, are they in the yeah. lobby and you pour so some water on there? look at what float tank they're coming to float in. We get water from that float yeah. tank. Because your chemistry could be mm-hmm. slightly different, you know. Also, we use hydrogen peroxide, which wow. also will remove color from things like fabrics and stains and things like yeah. that. So you're as, sta- as yeah. good as your water chemistry might be. And there, w- there will be slight differences in each float tank. So we always get water from the tank they're coming. And we drape a a clean towel over their shoulder, get a strand of their hair and saturate the white towel in the Epsom salt solution. Make sure it gets like really wet in their hair and we rub it. We just rub for like a minute and then you'll see the color almost instantly in the hair that is like when the color is going to come out, it's, it's pretty quick. Like you'll see it coming off on the towel. So I just did, I had to do the, uh, that for a gal who had pink hair dye. She said, oh, it's almost all washed out. Like you can't see. It. I'm like, well, I can see it. So I'm going to do a, I, I can't let you float unless you want to give me $2,000 and, uh, and, right. and pay for like my lost business from the next day. Um, that always makes them right, kind of yeah. nervous laugh. <laughs> um, anyways. I like that you're so upfront and oh, yeah. clear about well, you, it though. I think you have to be because you have to set that precedent and it also prevents them from like, if they love floating, they are going to realize like, Oh, I have to either stop dyeing my hair this color or these colors and prioritize my float practice. Right. Yeah. Me. Yeah. And to answer your kind of question about earlier, like are more people dyeing their hair? I think it is a trend to have like mermaid hair, rainbow hair, like all these different cool yeah. colors. Mm-hmm. So we are seeing a, an uptake in that, but all of our clients that are members and are coming regularly or even not members, but people that come on a regular basis, they call yeah. and say, oh, I just dyed my hair. This is the date. Is it okay sure. if I book a float for this date? And then like they're aware, we've kind of trained them to think about it, <laughs> something that's on their radar. So it helps wow. get the stress off of us to, you know, to have to say, oh, did we get their hair dye status, you know? Because it is a, mm-hmm. a question on our intake form. <laughs> but as you know, 
Do um, people actually read those? Are they the ones actually sure, filling right. it out or is it their friend uh, or partner that booked them in for the float that's filling it out for them? Like you just sure. never know for sure, right? And and people tend to forget if it's something that didn't apply to them exactly. the first time they came to float and then they've been, you know, mm. they've been floating with you for two or three years. They've forgotten about it and, you know, they suddenly start dyeing their hair at that point. What they signed years ago or months ago even, they've completely forgotten. That's why we ask every single appointment. Yeah. Um, whether you're a member and you float with us weekly, it doesn't matter. It's the first question. Um, we actually have online booking questions and we ask it when we're on the phone. It's the first question we put out there every single time. Yeah. So all of our guests know it and they can recite our policy to you. Yes. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. You guys are taking this very seriously, more seriously mm-hmm. than we have been, and, and we're, we're paying the price, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, have you done the test and sent somebody home? Yes. It's terrible. Wow. It's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, okay. One lady... But, but you got to yeah, do what you got to do. Okay. basically lost it in the lobby. She started yelling and said, I took the day off work today, and, you know, we're really, really sorry uh, you didn't tell us on your intake form like she clicked no on the intake form and um come on or she or i I forget what it was i think she's she no sorry i'm saying i'm remembering wrong she did say yes but she said it's all gone like i did have it died at some point but it's Mm -hmm. all gone but when she showed up it was vibrant still wow interesting yeah people kind of trying to work it through for themselves interesting and so that's what kind of makes us a little wary because we want to believe people and we want to not have to take it to the next step and actually say, hmm, did you tell us the truth? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah. um, sometimes you have to because either they don't remember when they dyed their hair or they have selective memory right. or they're choosing to kind of spin <laughs> it in a way where it doesn't make them look like they're going to, you know, in quotations, be in trouble, right? Like they, they want to float. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to spin it right. and like, well, it's almost gone. Like you should let me float. Right. Uh, yeah. There's also, um, you have to take into account how frequently that person washes their hair yes. because some people mm. wash their hair daily and that will definitely pull the color out a lot faster and it won't bleed quite as much faster. Um, some people will only wash their hair, you know, twice a week, once a week, once every 10 days. And if you're not washing your hair more frequently, then that color is still sitting there and right. it will come out absolutely in the float yeah. tank. So even having a policy like wait X number of days might provide a bit of a false false sense of security because yeah. they've waited yeah, that long, but in that time they haven't washed their hair or they may have only washed it once, yeah. um, you know, and, and so it's how frequently are they washing it? What type of hair? A lot of the box dyes that you can purchase at, you know, at at all of the stores and DIY will typically bleed a lot more and um, for a longer duration than going to a professional salon and having someone color your hair there. Um, And some are vegan dyes, some are (laughs) non-vegan dyes. That makes a difference, um, you know, in the the permanent nature of the the dye itself. Um, There are just so many variables to it all. And that's why whenever we were opening the, the center, if you knew me back before we opened, I had red hair and it would change in different intensities of red from strawberry blonde all the way to like fire engine red. And I stopped dyeing my hair so that I could float. Um, And then eventually I left it my natural color for a few years. And then eventually I started going to blonde because when you're 
um, highlighting or going to a lighter color, you're stripping color out, not depositing color on. Um, but it's funny because I did have an instance last week where I was scheduled to float um, on Sunday and I had my hair done on Friday and we decided to go deeper, darker at the roots. And I was like, oh, we just applied color to my hair. I have to cancel right. my float. And I was just like, no, why did we do that? And so the next time I go back to see my stylist again, I have to remind him we are not doing that because I want to hop in the tank anytime and not even have to think about that. Yes. Um, so it all makes a difference. And, and that's why, you know, a blanket policy of wait X amount of time is just, uh, you're, you're really, it's better than nothing, but it's still very, very risky because there are just it's so not. many variables in there. Based I love on how often I shower, it, it would be a year or so before I could yeah, float. Yeah. So that's good to know. I should not dye yeah. my hair. Okay. And Kat, I love your idea of doing the, the white towel test, you know, at the center and having your team to be able to administer that. So people, it's really undeniable at that point. You know, we've had people who've come in and I've seen their vibrant colors. And I'm like, oh, hey, um, I, I don't know about that. And they're like, no, 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 I promise I tested it and da, da, da. And, you know, we've been lucky on those so far, but we've, we've also had a couple of folks who've kind of sneak in under the radar or we've had people who've tried swim caps and we've ended up with dyed. Those. Yeah. We've ended up with um, stained swim caps that we obviously mm. can't reuse, you know, I mean, functionally it's fine, but who wants to look at that and go, Ooh, there's purple dye on it. Like, what yes, is this? Yeah. Um, so we've you know lost some swim caps with that, but they're also, they don't seal. And so if you think about when you're wearing a swim cap in the water, you're typically swimming, you're in motion. And so if you're watching us on YouTube, you can see my handy little gestures here. But if you're swimming this way, the water is going up and over. And so the water doesn't have a chance to hit those seams because you're in movement in an opposite direction, typically than the water. If you're floating, however, you're lying supine and there's a little seam at the back of the head and typically around the face. And that water has nothing, there's no pressure, there's no force. All it can do is just seep yeah. in there. And so all that water starts to seep into the back of the head. And typically this back area is where you're going to have a lot of color deposited. And so that color can then just start to seep out during the float. Um, it also, as as they guessed, I've tested it so that I could speak about it, you know, specifically, it starts to tickle the back of your head. And then mm. it, the cap itself is usually pretty uncomfortable. I was going to um, say, if it's, a, if it's a well-fitted one, it is tight. Just barely yeah. getting yeah. it over. Right? It's tight. Yeah. Um, I could not finish my float because it was so distracting and I just had to get out. And then I still ended up, a lot of women will do it um, and men too, who don't want to wash their hair. And so they'll wear them in. I still ended up having to wash my hair because the salt water creeped in, you know? Mm. And so it, sure. we still provide them for guests and I have some who love them, but I tell them not to use it for the purpose of securing their hair dye. Or, you know, mm -hmm. if it's one of those, you want to reduce the likelihood of your hair getting wet and you're okay with the sensation that it provides, go for it. But it is not a security blanket and it is not going to prevent your hair from getting wet. It's not going to prevent your hair dye from leaking out. So. Um, we do have swim caps that have a lot of extra space up top, mm -hmm. particularly for people with dreadlocks who don't do want too. their dreads water and salt logged. Um, yes. Just as a random bit there about shower caps or uh, swim caps. Mm -hmm. Um so on a scale of one to 10, what would you guys say for swim caps being a prevention for hair dye getting into your float tanks? Is it absolutely a no-go? Is it like, yeah, you know, it's going to reduce it? Or is it absolute garbage? 
Well, we we did let one <laughs> guest who almost passed the white towel test. There was a little bit of dye in it, but it wasn't this. a lot. And I said, okay, like I, I just had like, I don't know, like just intuitively, I was like, I think it's going to be okay, but you have to wear oh, a sleep okay. cap. And I didn't feel like the whole okay. time she was in there, I kept thinking, oh my gosh, I hope the water's okay. <laughs> so I never did it again because like you said, Kim, it was completely stained on the inside when she left. And so I was, I said it did prevent the water from, like if the dye got in the water, it wasn't enough that it was visible or or had like a lasting impact, Mm -hmm. but it was a close call. So we, I would say Mm -hmm. it's like a two or three on a scale from one to 10. Like it's not reliable. Okay. Oh, sorry. Did I mess up in how I explained that? So zero is garbage and 10 is perfect seal, like absolutely good. So you, you're saying very I not would good say for for hair dye. Yeah, no good, very bad. I, don't do it. Okay, I, I agree. I agree. agree. I would not use okay. it as a preventative measure at all. Um, it's a oh. it will reduce the likelihood, but mm-hmm. they still have to be willing to take the risk. And you know, we tell folks that sure. it's going to be up to fifteen hundred dollars to mm-hmm. you know repair any fiberglass stains to re- potentially replace the cost of the salt, which I probably need to raise that price given the, the yeah. you know, the cost of uh, Epsom salt has oh, right, increased right. as well. Mm-hmm. And any lost appointments over time for staff members who have to stay and deal with it. And just, you know, to explain to people what has all that goes on, like we're not just trying to say, we don't like your dyed hair. There are actual tangible costs that are associated with hair dye in the tank. And I think that's the part that right. we, you know, need to do a better job as an industry of explaining. It's not just about, if you dye your hair, you shouldn't do this. It's not just about like, it could ruin your hair. Like it, it's possible that it's going to ruin your hair color and you've wasted your money, but it's also going to have major implications on us and, and on the guests who depend on our services to, you know, relieve pain, to, to get by really. So I think once people understand that they're a little more willing to abide by those policies. Yeah. It's all in the conversation ask, that you I, have with them and how you mm-hmm. present the issue to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I imagine putting a $1,500 price tag in front of them does make them question if, if this is the right time or if they maybe accidentally fibbed a little bit on the, on the um, sheet that uh, maybe they'll be a little bit more, more aware of what's and going on. And I do on. like the, white, I wow. do like the okay. white towel test because you can show them. Like, look at what it did with a right. small amount of solution, right? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. um, I do imagine your place, like you have a full separate lab where you, you, you get the dye, you get the towel and then there things are spinning around and you have microscopes and magnifying glasses checking this out. It sounds very intense. Um, but yes. no, I like that because you said it was like barely visible, but you still were like, you need to wear a swim cap. So mm-hmm. it's, if you see color, it's game over. Is that what I'm now? Hearing? It is. That's our policy now. Any color, any okay. color. Yeah, because that's that'll be our yeah. policy going forward. We just like, can't take the risk. I need anymore. to take this. Yeah. And the stress of right. it too, right? And you know what? When it comes down mm. to it, they're not going to be able to relax as much either. They're going right. to be thinking about it the whole time. Uh, and if, especially if they're wearing yeah. a swim cap like that, digs into your skin. A lot of them come out early, like yeah. you said, Kim. You couldn't fi- finish your float. And our guests will say, um, I got a headache, like a, just like a pressure headache. Oh, so sure. it's, it's actually, yeah. it's like, well, you're not going to get the benefits as you should be getting them. If you're not going to get the experience that you would if you come back when it's actually all out of your hair. Mm-hmm. 
Whew. Thank you, guys. Um, I hope this is great for our listeners. I know it's very good for me. <laughs> um, so sh- striking out um, swim caps and maybe as like a guideline talking about the date um, of when you did it, how long it's been. But Kim, specifically, you talking about the different yeah. types of hair dye, the number of times people are showering. That's great. So we got to just go to Cat's Test. Well, well, that'll be the official name. <laughs> Cats, uh, give, cats let's give test. it the cat test. The cat test yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's it. Oh, any, man. any? I, I feel like we could just put a pin in this one. Is there anything else you guys yeah. want to share? Put it on your intake. You feel like put people it on should your know. Takes and like Kim, like put it in mm-hmm. lots of places so that you're making it super confirmation email aware. Like you're making your clients super aware. Like it won't come as a surprise to them. When you call them and say, hey, I see you have hair dye. We have a policy around hair dye. We just need to know what kind of, because that's what our intake says. What kind of hair dye is it? Is it permanent, Mm -hmm. semi-permanent, washout, henna? Like there's so many different ones, right? And find out. Are you willing to share that? I don't want to steal something proprietary, something that you've created, but I'm really curious. Yeah, I um, Not only the things that you list, but how you gauge based off of those things of like, yeah, henna's cool, but bright pink, no. Like you have a scale of uh, level of alertness for your um, for, for your clients, but for your employees, yeah. based off of what type yeah, so of hair dye the they have. The client takes it off on the intake. Like we try not to overload the client when they're doing their intake. Mm-hmm. If they tick that box, mm-hmm. it prompts myself and my staff to send a follow up uh, communication to them. Okay. I'm happy to share that. Yeah, cool. May I ask what scheduling Please software you're, you're using? Helm. Helm. Float yes. Helm. Fantastic. Wow. Helmbot.com. Yeah. Don't take my word for it. Take cats. She's a hair dye expert. <laughs> um, perfect. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, and if, if I can ask afterwards for even a little bit of that um, copy, I'd, I'd love to take a look at that and potentially share that with everyone if that's okay. Sounds good. Um, but uh, all right. Cool. Um, my goodness. Uh, as always, um, oh, what should the name of this episode be? I was thinking... Um, when float tanks die, <laughs> is, that, is that too morbid? <laughs> I love it. I love okay, it. I great. like it too. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yes. Before we go, I just want to give a few shout outs. Uh, of course, I mean, Helmbot again. What what a fantastic scheduling software. And I, I, uh, I say it with a smile and with a smirk, but um, because Kat gave that little <laughs> plug in there at the end. But um, we, we truly are big fans of, of uh, Helmbot. And uh, thank you for your support, Helmbot. Thanks to Mindful Solutions, Mindful with two L's, Mindful.Solutions, if you want to check out what Kim can do for you for social media. And thanks to producer Olga for producing our show each and every week. Thanks to Kim and Kat. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for guesting on our episode here. I really appreciate it. And uh, of course, Kim, thanks. It's so good to see you again. And uh, are there any other thanks? Thanks to Deepest Darkest for our theme song. Until next time, we'll see you next week. <laughs>